How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Basic Profundo podcast. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah, because we are recording. What's today? Today's the 18th. So this podcast should come out the the 20th. So like it's it's the last week of our episode while Christmas is happening. Yeah. Oh, I know. It went by so fast. I know, I know. Last one of the season. So mm-hmm. we got to make sure that this one is absolutely filled with Christmas cheer. Yes. We hope yeah. you love it. We hope you love it. Um, so how we've been starting the show is that like before we're like trying to get you in the mood. We're trying to make you feel holly and jolly. Merry Knishmas. And mm-hmm. so like we've talked about our favorite artists, our favorite like foods and like movies so this time i was thinking what are like some like activities that like are popular and that we like for christmas like the way we like to do i love this yeah so like sam during during like the holiday season like december and everything like what are some things that are like staples in the dupuy household like what do you like to do oh absolutely every year gingerbread house we had, this, bread house. we had this discussion where we make them and we don't eat them a few yes. episodes back. So we always make a gingerbread house. What else do we do? You have to make sure um, that oh oh did you did your parents listen to that episode? I don't know if they got that far yet. There are there are several episodes behind. Okay, no, so that's totally fine. Dan and Stacy. Dan and Stacy, come on. um no so like this year you should just like while they're not looking literally just like pick little pieces off the gingerbread house and if they try to stop you make them listen to the episode and be like this is it mom and dad yeah this is why i'm getting my revenge that i never got to eat my gingerbread house exactly i'm hungry and then just become like the gingerbread kaiju just go and just like eat it (laughs) (laughs) oh that's awesome yeah love gingerbread houses i like them too um but like i also like doing i also like like baking holiday fun treats like i remember Ah. one time yeah i think you guys came over in like november or something like that and i made like this um it's like a pumpkin rum cake or something like that it had like nuts on it and it was like glazed oh my god it was delicious so i I like doing that but then also um i like i don't know i like i like snowball fights i think it's fun Mm. i used to have have you ever seen those like clamps they literally look like they have like the like the ball at the end so you can like make the perfect snowball yeah literally make the perfect snowball Mm -hmm. we had those growing up Oh yeah, I've I've also seen ones that are like shaped like ducks, so you can make like tiny snow ducks. Oh, that's cute. They're adorable. What's another Aww. one for you? Uh, let's see. Lots of music. Lots of Jamming. music. You are a very musical household. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, when my brother gets home, we'll probably do a bit of jamming mm. here and there. I don't know. It's just an activity. Well, we love it also not during Christmas season, but especially during jam. Christmas. Yeah, we just jam. When is uh when is brother coming home? He is coming home the twenty second. Actually, he has a gig though at night, so he he probably won't be able to hang with us. But 
Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, we're gonna, me and Sam are gonna be hanging out like this week. So we're gonna like take pictures and like be fun and silly yeah. together for Christmas. It'll be so yeah. fun. Oh, yeah. But we'll, we'll maybe at least get to like see him for a little bit before he has to go to his gig. Yeah. What are uh, you guys I doing just- for New Year's? Um, for New Year's, I don't know. Like, usually we go over to Caitlin's aunt and uncle's house and, like, we do stuff there. Like, I make, like, an appearance sometimes, like, at my, um, like, other places. Like, I try to, like, get around, but that's usually, like, how we end the night. And then, you know, um, but, like, because I am at a new, like, I'm, I'm at my job. So, like, I am trying to figure out, like, what is going on here. So, the 31st, I'm not working. Like, the 30th and the 31st. So, like, we could probably go, you know, like, come down and, like, hang out and do stuff for New Year's. Because I, I work on the 1st, so. Cool. Sounds good yeah. to me. Yeah. So, we can, like, see you then, too. Yeah. That'd be so fun. Yeah, totally. What's another one for you? Uh, another one for me, like that I like to that I like to do for Christmas, um, is I, I. I mean, it's it's like it's like very stereotypical and like very like you know typical. But I like sledding. Like I I used to have oh, like this super badass sled. It was like big and purple, and you could fit like two people on it. Mm-hmm. But like it had like these like handlebars sort of like on the side, and I like to like bomb down hills. I remember one time when I was a little kid. I don't remember. Wh- I don't remember where we were. But I remember my cousin Andrew was there and he's, you know, he's older than me. He really liked snowboarding and stuff like that. And I remember like sledding down the hill and I remember seeing him because it it was when I was very young. So I'm only getting like flashes of the memory. Mm -hmm. Um, And so like, I remember like going down the hill and like seeing him like, like boarding down next to me. And then I think I slammed into a, like a wood fence because it was just at the bottom of the hill. I just fucking destroyed myself. And I just like, like crumbled at the bottom of the hill. Just like, uh, for my, and then my dad came. Oh no. Oh, that sounds so painful. <laughs> well, but yeah, cause it's like, I don't, I guess I just didn't like, I didn't steer correctly. And then just like, boom, right at the bottom. Yeah. But I like sledding, a, a, like mm. tragic collisions aside. Yeah. No, I do love sledding. Well, I hate the snow and the cold. You so, like the, oh, yeah, you're a very chilly person. You're like I a am. Lizard. Yeah, I am like a lizard. But I did like uh, sledding growing up. Okay, that was always well, a good one. Snowball fights, mm, not so much. No, well, yeah, because then you you get hit with the snowball, or like maybe if someone is like a big old wiener, they'll put a fucking like rock in it or like a piece of ice. Right, and then you're cold. Yeah, and then yes, Sam, that is where the snow is. Yes, and the snow is cold, and I hate it. <laughs> it's, it's like, what, what don't you like about like the cold and the snow? You just like you just hate being cold. I just it feels more uncomfortable to my body than sweating. Really, I would rather yeah. be cold because, like, okay, so like if it's like if it's like too warm, you can take off as many layers until you're butt ass naked and then you just have to deal with it. But like when you're cold, you can put on like more layers and like wrap yourself up and like have good things to make you warm. So like I would, I would honestly rather it be cold personally. Mm. See, I don't know what it is about me, but I have a harder time getting warm. Oh, 
So I th I'm very temperature sensitive. So I, mm -hmm. since I have a harder time getting cold, I could put on multiple layers and still be freezing. And when I'm cold, I get like debilitatingly cold. Like I can't do anything. I'm like, I must curl up here and survive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, oh my God. Um, like, so are you saying that we're like heat miser and snow miser right now? Meanwhile, like I'm walking around outside in like shorts and I'm like, Wow. And like, yeah, so the shorts and like a puffer. I'm like, wow, this is this is real nice. And meanwhile, Sam is like in like a little egg form trying not to die. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. That and is that so is the perfect transition into today's episode. It is. Sam, what is it? What is the what is the, the title? Today we are doing songs from Christmas specials. I'm very yes. excited. I am also very excited. This one's one that you suggested and I thought it was like it was like perfect. So these are like specials and like Christmas holiday like movies that you know, obviously like for the seasons that you'll see on like 25 days of Christmas and like yeah. stuff that you check out all throughout the year. And so I'll I'll have you I'll have you pick the first one. What is what is our first one? Well, I feel like we should just we should start with the obvious one. We should start with Heat Miser and Snow Miser. They're songs from You're Without a Santa Claus. Yes. yes! <laughs> oh my goodness. That is that is perfect. So Sam, uh, why don't you tell us about A Year Without a Santa Claus? Where does it come from? Who is it from? I have talked about them many, many times. So mm. why, why don't you enlighten us and our listening public? All right. So The Year Without a Santa Claus is a short movie. It's like an hour long from Rankin Bass Productions. It was released on January 1st, 1974. And the song that we'll specifically be talking about, Heat Miser and Snow Miser, was written by Mari Laws and Jules Bass. And Jules Bass is the base of Rankin, or I guess it's Bass. pronounced Bass. Yeah. yeah, that's how, that's how I always have. I, I just thought it was right, Rankin Bass. I thought, yeah, I thought it was too. I, when I just looked like, at the like, word bass, I automatically think bass. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, like the fish in the instrument. <laughs> mm -hmm, exactly. Yeah, you, you're very musical. I totally get it. So written by Maury Loss and Jules Bass. Yes. So if you've never like, seen like a year without... Exactly. If you've yes. never seen the film, first of all, what are you doing? Turn on your TV right now and watch it. Do it. It's my fucking favorite. What it's are you my, doing? It's my favorite Rankin Bass as well. Oh so my gosh. basically the premise is that Santa decides to take a year off because he thinks kids don't believe in Santa and he's a little bit uh, upsetty spaghetti. And so Mrs. Claus and the main character boy who I forget what his name is. And I think there's somebody there are else. two elves there 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 are two elves there's like there's like the blonde one with the big nose and then there's like the like the, the short one with like the brown curly hair and the sort of like round face okay yes so they decide to bring snow to a town to this random town to like amp up the holiday cheer isn't it like Be in texas it's like deep south yeah it's like super south i think it's called south town but that actually makes sense. Yeah, it, it, it literally is Southtown. <laughs> but the kids there, like, don't have any holiday cheer. Like, they don't believe in Santa. It's, like, warm there. So they're like, oh, we don't see snow. But so Mrs. Claus and the gang, they decide to pay a visit to Southtown. And then they decide to bring snow to the town to amp up the holiday cheer. But Heat mm. Miser, 
will not let them because that is in his territory. And I found this summary from Genius. It says, after learning from the snow miser that it is his brother, the heat miser, who is preventing snow from getting to Southtown, the gang pays a visit to his domain. They are greeted with the exact same introduction song as the snow miser, complete with miniature heat misers singing the chorus. The only difference is the lyrics. Anywhere cold or snow was referenced in the first song is now replaced by sun or heat. So basically, mm-hmm. the Heat Miser and the Snow Miser song are the same song, just sung by two different characters with different lyrics that pertain to each of them. Also, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure the um, the Snow Miser version is slightly faster, whereas the Heat Miser song is is, uh, is a little bit slower. So it's oh, like... Oh, I never realized that. Yeah, like listening to them um, side by side. So in um, if you go to our website, you know, basicprofundopodcast.com and go to, to the episodes tab, we post, you know, stuff for like every episode. And so all of the songs that we're talking about today will be linked there. So you can watch exactly like what we're looking at. So the specifically the Heat Miser, Snow Miser one is like a side by side, like Snow Miser's plays and then immediately after Heat Miser's plays. So you can kind of hear the difference like between between the two yeah so basically oh, yeah. what ha- not to sp- not to spoil it spoiler, spoiler alert movie, if, spoiler you, if you haven't seen the movie basically uh heat miser agrees to their request under one condition and that is that one. the snow miser will allow him to raise the temperature at the north pole for a little bit of time so that's when they contact the snow miser and he sings his little ditty and they inform mm. him of the deal. He laughs this off as the North Pole is the heart of his territory and the two brothers go back and forth until Mrs. Claus is forced to go above their heads to their mother, <laughs> a.k.a. Mother, mother Nature. Nature. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, she's like she's very cute. Like I, I liked her little cottage island um, that was like sort of floating uh, in the sky. I love it too. It's so sweet. And then when she yells, the thunder and lightning happens. Yeah, they're like, yes, mother. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh my goodness. I absolutely adore this movie. Because then there's also, I forget what um, the little reindeer is, but there's like, jing- oh yeah, that's the two elves' names Jingle and Jangle. Jingle and Jangle. Yeah. Yes, Jingle mm-hmm. and Jangle. They're like having to take care of like the little reindeer. And the reindeer is like because it's so hot in Southtown. Um, oh, they like that's dis- right. They disguise her as a dog, and then she gets taken by the by the dog catcher. And then she gets sick. Yeah, because it's too it's too warm for her. She's got a yeah. weak constitution. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, poor little baby. But I yeah. I love this movie. I love everything Rankin Bass like has basically ever done. Like between like the. Um, the stop motion Frosty, the animated Frosty, um, the baby New Year one with mm-hmm. Beyond the Vulture, like they're they are are so they're so amazing. So like what like uh, between like the two founders and like everything well, like that has to do with Rankin and Bass and like Maury Laws and Jules, like just a little bit about them also. Yes, so Mari Laws, who recently passed away on March 28th of 2019, was an American television and film composer from Burlington, North Carolina. He is most known for his work with Rankin Bass Productions, which, as you know, is an American production company recognized for its seasonal television specials. He conducted and scored music for almost all of the films and TV shows that the company made from 1964 until it was shut down in 1984. So he co-wrote the song with, or the songs, I should say, plural, 
with Jules Bass, as we mentioned, who is the co-founder of Videocraft International, which is now known as Rankin Bass. Yeah. His most memorable work lies within the stop-motion animated Christmas films he helped produce, which are considered by many to be integral Christmas traditions, which I 100% agree with. I also agree. I, I couldn't agree more. Like I have the, uh, I have like those DVDs. I think I got them from Walmart. Is that like they have like multiple of like their movies on them, and it even has like mm-hmm. a really cool, yeah, it has like a really cool behind the scenes, like how they do things. It is, it is so fun. So like, That's what awesome. like, I know. Well, so like, what do we love about Heat Miser and Snow Miser? <laughs> I love the lyrics a lot. Mm-hmm. Like. like- yeah, How everything I love the rhyming scheme, the rhyming pattern. I mm-hmm. I, I like Snow Miser's song a little bit better because I I relate to Snow Miser. I want a green Christmas. You mean Heat Miser? You you relate to Heat Miser more? Yeah. What did I say? You said Snow Miser. I was like, oh. you said you were like, oh, I relate to Snow Miser, and I was like, um, hello. What did we not just talk about, no. Sam? <laughs> <laughs> I relate to Heat Miser because I want a green Christmas. See, but no. Oh. I love I love the lyrics. I think it's so cute and fun. I think it's a great way for the characters to introduce themselves. And mm-hmm. you know what? I wish I had a song about myself with a rhyming pattern that I could use when I introduce myself to people. I think yeah. that would make my life a lot more cheery. Oh no, that would be so excellent. It's like when you like show up at parties, like Sam comes in. That's I just I just want to like I want to like like just like stride into a room with like that sort of music like playing behind me it's, it's very I'm mrs christmas bitch <laughs> i'm high on crack <laughs> oh my god but yeah don't like do drugs, I, don't do drugs oh my god it's not christmas snow please <laughs> <laughs> sorry okay um but yeah see i love i love snow miser's part out of the two the most like and, and like i i wrote down like the quote that um that fucking uh, Mrs. Claus does, like right when he starts coming on, she's like, here he comes now, the big ham. Because he's so silly. <laughs> True. Oh, yeah. But like, he's so silly and he's so slick. Like, I, I think I talked about the part where he like spins around and he goes like, like where he's like shivering. Mm-hmm. He's just so upbeat and fun. And he's having like a good time, like the way that he laughs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Like just the between their two songs, like I love it's like there there's like a change in tone. Cause it's like the way that like the two Miser brothers like carry themselves even. Cause like it was kinda like what you were saying is that like the song is so telling of like who they are and how they are. Mm-hmm. So it's like like Snow Miser, like they both they're both like very like arrogant but like snow miser is sort of like ha 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 yeah what do you need from me because he's like so awesome and mm-hmm. then like the heat miser is like very like full of pride like oh they want to do this now do they well no because i said so like he's like a little bit more miserly yeah oh yeah, yeah no that's that's i never really thought of it that way how different the brothers are i mean you can tell like physicality wise that they're very different and also the fact that they butt heads with one another that they probably mm-hmm. don't get along all the way yeah. uh, that's interesting that it comes across in their songs in their songs respectively oh yeah but they both love their mother that's true oh my goodness sorry mother 
sorry, mother. I love that. I, I love that. Just like the way that they like pout with each other. Like, but but mother, no. And like fucking heat miser. I love it. <laughs> it, it is. It is so fun. So mm-hmm. ugh, that is that's heat miser and snow miser from the year without a Santa Claus. I'll have a love blue it. Christmas without you, Santa. Makes me cry every time. Oh, God. I love that with the, with a little girl and like the blue crayon drawing. Mm-hmm. Man, it. it I, I can't help it. Um, but my next one is one that I, it is, it is not Christmas, but it is in the holiday season. It's Eight Crazy Nights by Adam Sandler. And specifically uh, the Chanukah song, part three, the one that it, I think it goes over the end credits. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I, it's, that's another one. That's like a holiday season tradition. Like I just, I love it. it I, I love the movie. I think Adam Sandler is really funny. I like a lot of his movies. Um, and so it, it came out in 2002. So what is that? Like 21 years ago? Jesus. I yeah. I, I know. Exactly. Adam Sandler doesn't look a whole lot different. Um, mm-hmm. But so uh, Eight Crazy Nights, also known as Adam Sandler's Eight Crazy Nights. Again, 2002 American adult animated Hanukkah music comedy film directed by Seth Kearsley and produced, co-written, and starring Adam Sandler in his first voice acting role alongside his future wife, Jackie Titone, Austin Stout, Rob Schneider, Kevin Nealon, Norm Crosby, and John Lovitz. Uh, The film is animated in the style of television holiday specials, Uh, And unlike most mainstream holiday films, centers on Jewish characters during the Hanukkah season, as opposed to the Christian celebration of Christmas. It kind of goes like side by side a little bit. Like I'm pretty sure uh, one of the characters, Whitey, who, you know, he's like the, the, the town nice guy. um, And he kind of gets dumped on a, a lot, like during the movie, like he celebrates Christmas, Adam Sandler's character, uh, celebrates Hanukkah and then you'll see like Santa and like the menorah like side by side which I think Adam Sandler's character like rams into with a uh, with a snowmobile and like destroys at one point oh god yeah have you ever seen eight crazy nights I have I think I have but it's been a long time mm-hmm. I definitely remember the songs well I guess I, I guess maybe only the first song because I didn't know there were multiple parts. Right, 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 right. Like, I think the only song that like I could remember off of the top of my head was the one it's like the bomb bitty 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 bomb bomb that they do like towards the end <laughs> when they're talking about how, how, how good Whitey is. Um, mm. But yeah, so like, let me just look this up. It like eight crazy nights um, because, uh, what is Adam Sandler's character? Davy, Davy Stone. So his character, Davy Stone, is basically like the town douchebag. Uh, and like it's literally shown in the first song where he's like going around town and like wrecking stuff. He's giving people the finger. He like scares away some deer by throwing snowballs at them. And because he just hates the holidays. Um, and you figure out later, spoiler alert, is that it's because. Um, his parents aren't around anymore. Like no one can t- really tell him happy Hanukkah. So he like takes it out on everybody else. But Whitey, mm. the, the, the little guy, like never gives up on him. And like he like takes him in and it's really sweet. And this movie makes me fucking cry 
Oh my god, I was watching. I literally like I went down the rabbit hole last night. Is that like I listened to all the songs and I was like grossly sobbing at my computer. Oh. Yeah. I didn't but, realize um, it was like sad. Yeah, it's very because like um like the 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 main character Whitey, well, one of the main characters Whitey aside from Adam Sandler's Davy character is like the main mm-hmm. focus of the story and like he's just a good guy and but uh yeah, uh, but th- th- this song specifically, uh, the Chanaka song part three, is like Adam Sandler does music, and like, you know, he has a song about Chris Farley, um, but he also has the the Chanaka song, and it just has to do with uh, Jewish celebrities in you know in in the media and stuff like that. So this one, it's sort of like a continuation of of that and one that i hadn't really heard a ton oh but i should also cons- uh mention the movie itself was uh considered a huge bomb uh it grossed 23.8 million of its 34 million budget and received extremely negative reviews from critics who criticize its screenplay crude hum- crude humor and adam sandler's voice performance especially as whitey because he plays like davy and whitey and i think like another character um okay yeah though the animation received some praise uh it has since gained a cult following i am among them oh Uh, oh yeah it's sort of like it's sort of like the tenacious d movie is that like it didn't do super well but people like love it right yeah sometimes i Uh, feel like the critic reviews are like too harsh i'm like can't this movie just be like five stars because it's fun and that's yeah, why exactly. we love it. Like on Rotten Tomatoes, I completely ignore critic ratings. I only listen to like the audience ratings just because yeah. like sometimes I feel like critic ratings are like biased depending on like what is needed, like what what they want to push. Like they'd be like, oh, this movie's like garbage. Don't go watch it. And people will be like, no, I actually like this. Like this is fun. Right. Yeah. So right. I, yeah. I completely ignore it. Yeah. Uh, Adam Sandler won a 2003 Kids' Choice Award for favorite voice from an animated movie. I don't know why kids are watching, why kids were watching that movie, but whatever. Um, <laughs> he was also nominated twice for a Razzie Award uh, for Worst Actor for his performance in both Eight Crazy Nights and Mr. Deeds. I haven't seen Mr. Deeds. I love Mr. Deeds. It's so funny. Like it's uh it has to do Adam Sandler. He is like this dude in a small town and he wants to make like greeting cards and then it turns out like his uncle dies and he inherits like this completely outrageous fortune and like what he wants to do with it. He's like the head of the company now. Um and then uh he also has like like it's like a dead he like I guess he got like frostbite in like one of his feet and like all the nerves are completely dead, which is like part oh. of the plot yeah Ouch. it's fun it's really fun he has a uh he has a water fountain that makes kool-aid oh yeah that sounds really fun i know it's it's pretty sick um but yeah so like i i love i i, I really like the uh the, the the chanaka song um because it's like the most memorable is the original but i like how you know sandman aka adam sandler uh, highlights Jewish Jewish actors in the industry because it's like it's the holidays. There are multiple. Yeah. It's not just Christmas. Exactly. Yeah, and like I never knew about uh, Natalie Portman or Jack Black. 
I didn't either. I had no idea that they were Jewish. No, I know. So it goes to show. It's just sort of, oh, oh, and, uh, and, and Paul Rudd, I'm pretty sure. And Paul Rudd. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that either. No, yeah. I say you never know. Not like it's important. Okay. I was going to say not like it's imp- super important or like whatever. Is that like, oh, they're Jewish? Oh, my God. It's, like, it's just sort of like a part of who they are. So it's just like, oh, right. cool. Fun fact. Yeah. This song slaps really hard. Oh, yeah. Like, I, it does not have to go as hard as it does, but it does. I was worried about posting this one because uh, it has a children's choir, and I know how you feel about children. It's funny you say that because I almost put a <laughs> comment about it in the doc, but I like this oh? children's choir better than the ones in other songs that we've talked about in the past. Like I the think they're, yeah. Yeah, I think the reason why I like the kids' chorus in this one is because it's not like the entire song. It doesn't take up, you know, three-fourths of the song. It's just the beginning little phrase, like the... It's time for Hanukkah. It's also really funny. It is. It's (laughs) The way that they're all, like, singing the same tone, and it's just, like, very monotone children's voices singing like super high it's yeah and then rob schneider comes out as deuce bigelow <laughs> did, did, you, did you see the video that i posted no i didn't see the video i just listened to it on spotify oh okay yeah if you scroll down to the bottom which you can also do on basicprofundopodcast.com i have yes, all can. i have all of the stuff there for your ease of convenience oh perfect yeah. Also, the little the, the kids and the teens in that choir, uh, it was it was on two thousand two on Saturday Night Live. They could not they could not stay on rhythm. Like they would like sway back and forth to the song. By the end of the song, they were all it looked like they were all knocking into each other because they were like so off. And I'm like, kids, get it together! <laughs> oh my god! How do you not know rhythm? It, it is it is so easy. But whatever. There's like kids who are like fucking eight. I don't care. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so so what's what's uh what's your next one? My next one is arguably well, okay, that's tough. I was going to say arguably my favorite Christmas special. Okay. But I think, I think it's, I know what it is. I think it's in the running for like potentially another one. Okay. 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 So, it's probably one of two that you're thinking of. Next up, we're going to talk about the very first Christmas from I the SpongeBob it. Christmas special. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one you're thinking of? Yeah, it was. It was literally because I was because you said like it's probably your favorite. And I'm like, I know Sam loves SpongeBob. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Oh, my goodness. I love it. Uh, tell me about it. When did it come out? So the SpongeBob Christmas special, which is also called Christmas Who, Christmas was Who? originally broadcast Thursday, December seventh, two thousand, at eight thirty p.m., which makes me feel horrendously old. I cannot believe that that was twenty three <laughs> years ago. I so, know we're babies. I know, right? I was literally two when this came out. Uh, I'm a year older than you, so I was three. Oh my gosh. We yes. were so tiny. We were so young. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the song is sung by SpongeBob Patrick, Mr. Krabs, Squidward, and then like a bunch of other fish that come together. Don't forget Basically, Plankton. Oh, and Plankton, that's true. He yeah. you know, has the fruitcake and stuff. Oh, yeah. And if you've never seen this episode, 
first of all, again, what are you doing? You have to go watch it. Please, right now. please. It's hilarious. It's, it's great. It's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> but basically the premise is that it's the first Christmas in Bikini Bottom and the fish all come together to write letters to Santa. And this is after Sandy shares like the wonders of the holiday and she tells SpongeBob all about Santa and mm. Christmas. And that's when he goes, Christmas who? <laughs> and she's like, y'all don't know about Christmas? Sandy Sandy Claus and then Mr. Crab is like, oh, Claus. <laughs> Big meaty, meaty claws. Claws. That's, yeah. a different episode. <laughs> uh, that's a different that's a different one. Yeah. But that's, essentially that's, that's the band episode. Oh, that one's one of the best ones. I know. Well, that's the one where they like they, they do the bubble bowl. The ba ba ba. Yep. The ba ba ba. <laughs> the bubble bowl. Yes. Okay, sorry, keep going. No, it's okay. So they sing the song about preparing for the first Christmas and it's fantastic and it's so good. Iconic. So very iconic. The song was written by Paul Tibbet and Peter Strauss. Oh, Strauss. So a little background on those two writers. Paul Harrison Tibbet IV is a former SpongeBob SquarePants crew member. He was a writer for many of the show's earliest and most influential episodes, including Chocolate with Nuts, Frankendoodle, Idiot Box, <laughs> Crab Borg, Culture Shock, and Rock Bottom, which, fun oh fact, God. is my least favorite SpongeBob episode of all time. Oh, we did talk about that at one point. Yeah. <laughs> I can't watch it. It's terrifying. Oh, well, okay, yeah. It's like all of those creatures, like in the abyss, where they, and they speak with the. It's freaking language. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, it scared the shit out of me as a kid. I love it. So he also played other roles on the show, though, such as composing the song Electric Zoo and voicing Doodle Bob. Oh, so, oh he was Doodle Bob? Yeah, so Doodle Bob, me hi, me noi, my. Oh, hi, my, me noi, my. Doodle Bob wrote the first Christmas song of SpongeBob. <laughs> Doodle Bob did Christmas. Oh, shit. Confirmed. Confirmed. I know, right? confirmed so peter strauss is the writer of several songs from season one to season four of spongebob he is also Mm -hmm. the writer of the song ripped pants which he also performed instead of tom kenny i voices spongebob i love ripped pants that's in i so i have a i have a playlist in my spotify that what is it called um I think it's called like just like sing along like songs that I like to that I like to sing to, and mm-hmm. ripped pants is is literally literally in it. How does it go? It's like when Big Larry Big came out just to put him down. Put him down. SpongeBob, SpongeBob turned into a clown. clown. I love it. I so that's him. That's Peter Strauss. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, he's got a great voice because ripped pants is a fantastic song. Oh, I'm yeah. a little biased, but it's it's good. It's 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 a great song. Um, yeah. So before working for the show, he was a bassist for the band Dwarves, and in 2007, he retired from composing and started working as a psychologist in Los Angeles, which I thought was Ooh. a really interesting transition. Oh yeah, that's that's really interesting. Yeah, like as a psychologist. So yeah, like going from like a psychologist to like children's animation that is like a wild jump it kind of remind it kind of reminds me of i think it's um it's it's brian brian wecht um of the comedy duo ninja sex party he i'm pretty sure he worked as like a professor at like a college um yeah and now he's in a comedy music band 
that like he does that, that then yeah that they now do full time and they talk about dicks and it's like really funny um but like just literally just such an interesting change of of pace well that's like me being a scientist and then one day i'll eventually become a full-time podcaster Follow oh yeah on spotify it, it, and exactly. instagram <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't sure where you were going with that yeah exactly that's exactly what we're gonna do is like i'm gonna go from being a mailman barista to being a podcaster that'd be great and then yeah it's all because of you we love you please listen to our show yes tell your friends <laughs> please please help uh, please, please. <laughs> yeah it goes from like very like yeah you should do that do it please do please do it like to more desperate exactly <laughs> so what can you tell me about the very first christmas to me da, 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 da. i can no, tell like, you that that's my favorite part of the whole uh, song yeah we're, we're like he's like you know where you know like he appears in squidward's doorway like waving his arms <laughs> the fact that Squidward gets startled when he bursts through the door, the face that he makes when he gets startled is so funny. Well, because he's so shook. Like, all of a sudden, SpongeBob just, like, bursts in with his doofy little dance. I love it. Oh, also, can I can I say that you remember how they, uh, they chopped down Squidward's coral tree? Yeah. They did not have to do that. They put it in, like, a stand like 10 feet from where they cut it down. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, exactly. SpongeBob, how could you do this to me? Where you like, they, they chop it down. Chestnuts and then, roasting, roasting and burns in the third, third degree. degree. I love it. Oh, oh. Um, and then uh, and then they're getting like garbage, like literally thrown on top of them from Squidward out of his window. Go away before I harm you bodily. You bodily. Yes, That's exactly. my favorite line. That is so fun. Oh, and then um, what is that? Like the like your first point. Like that's my favorite part is when Mr. Krabs comes in. This Christmas feels like the very first Christmas to me. <laughs> exactly, exactly that. It's the yes, best. that's my first because you never see it coming. He just like appears. I like how at the end too, when he finishes the high part, he goes ar, 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 and he like laughs as he's walking away. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh okay. my gosh. I I I love it. I this this song, it's it's amazing. Oh 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 oh. And then um, what is it? What does Patrick say when he jumps on top of the tree to like be the A star? Star on top will complete all the scenery. Sam, th- holy shit! You know like all the words, don't you? I do. It's really embarrassing. No, it's amazing. Please, thank, thank you. Thank you. Oh, but okay. So, Sam, how is how is Patrick stuck to the top of the tree? You know, I never thought about that. I <laughs> exactly. Just, I just assumed that maybe because I feel like starfish have like little feet. You know, they, they do, have like, like little tiny little suction. Underneath. Yeah, I just yeah. figured that maybe he was just sticking to the coral because the coral is also like a rigid surface. So maybe the surfaces are, you know, stick well together. Yeah. See, that's very scientific and very practical of you to think. I just assumed that he was holding on to one of the branches of the coral tree by his butt cheeks. <laughs> you know, <laughs> considering the way that he grasp that flag for dear life in the spongebob movie i, I was thinking the same surprised. thing yeah he's like give it up for spongebob and he flies in and like yeah, this flag is, the flag is like wedged in between them i'm like oh yeah patrick it patrick is nothing but glutes yeah 
Oh yeah. He's a uh, he's what's the what's that term the kids are using these days? Giat. He he's Patrick has got the giat. Sam, please don't mm-hmm. ever say that again. Okay. <laughs> you sounded like a ninety-year-old woman. Uh, oh, as the kids say nowadays, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but yes, he do. Like, pa- Patrick isn't just caked up; he has the whole bakery. Let's just put it that mm-hmm. way. Oh yeah, that's true. He doesn't have a birthday cake. He has the wedding cake. Um. So, yep. oh yeah. So the next one, I don't know how we could possibly top the very first Christmas, but if I have to get something that comes a little bit close, um, I love the uh, the Nutcracker from the season one of The Simpsons. That was so cute. Those I watched it for the first time today. It was so cute. Oh wait, no, 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 no. It's not. It's not season one of The Simpsons. I'm sorry. Um, it is from, I don't know why I put that, because I think someone said that. It, it is very cute, because it's like, it shows you like a full, like the whole cast of characters like singing along about Christmas. Um, mm-hmm. It's from episode 365, uh, season 17, episode 9 of The Simpsons. Um, Damn. And so I know, I know The Simpsons is still going. Um, so far, they have, I think they're on season 22. I don't, I'm, not, I'm actually not sure, but they have 757 episodes out right now, uh, and it is just one of 19 Christmas specials. Jeez. So yeah, they have like a full, like a full cast, like no, like just I don't, I don't know what you call what you call that, a, not discography, because isn't just doesn't discography have to do with like CDs and like music? Like this is like TV and film, so is it just like filmography? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, discography definitely has to do with music. Music. I guess it yeah. would be Yeah. I don't know what yeah. the word is for that. I don't know. Well, but so they basically they just they have a very full backlog of like years and years and years and years like of The Simpsons. It, pre- it premiered in 1989 and is currently on its 33rd season. There we go. Having recently had a 700th episode, uh, the Fox series follows the daily shenanigans of the working class Simpsons family led by Homer Simpson, which is voiced by Dan Castellaneta, one of my voice mm-hmm. acting heroes because he is fantastic, along with like Seth MacFarlane because Dan Castellaneta does like multiple characters. He does... Homer Simpson, he does Mayor Quimby, he does um, Barney, he does he does he does he does he does a bunch he does a bunch of the characters and it's and it's really really cool. Damn. I I love I love The Simpsons. I still love it. Oh, he also does Grandpa. Yeah, Grandpa f- from The Simpsons. Yeah, oh, 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 Grandpa. Remember, so in the song, like at the end where he goes and like and he crawls into the trash can for the raccoons yes yes okay i didn't wasn't sure if you meant that grandpa or a different grandpa no 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 so in the simpsons uh the the simpsons grandpa is just called grandpa okay gotcha yeah did did you really watch the simpsons at all like when you were a kid Mm -mm. oh okay that was that was totally me i was i was very like simpsons and south park i remember the simpsons movie but I don't really remember watching the show very much. I say I had I, I watched the movie. I had the video game for the movie. I had home like the Simpsons Hit and Run 
Um, I had Simpsons Crazy Taxi. I had a couple other seasons on like DVD. I I love The Simpsons. Oh my gosh! Oh, it is a good show. I should probably watch it more. I uh, say, hey, you know, there, there's so much of it. You could probably like watch it every day, uh, and still have like years of stuff ahead of you. So true. Regarding the Nutcracker, like, what what, what did you think of it? Well, my favorite part, I can't remember what the line before it was, but there was a a line that ended with like AT with at. And then the next line is like this lady just mumbling. And at the end, she says cat as she's like shoving the cats in the boxes. But I thought it was so funny because like clearly they were trying to rhyme it, but she's just like cat. I thought that was hilarious. Well, so because it's kind of like, and you'll notice in like a, like a lot of Matt Groening shows is that they just they have characters where they're like that's like their thing. Like I think it's like in the video, it's like at like a minute thirty three, is where um yeah like the line right before has to do with comic book guy. Like he says like um the, the these Christmas cookies are making me fat, and then the then the fucking uh, cat lady cat and shoving fucking cats into a box. <laughs> that's what he says these christmas cookies are making me fat oh man it's so good it's amazing but like there's like a bunch of like different like tropey characters like i think uh, like his mayor quimby is uh he's like dressed up as santa claus and like uh his like belly is like poking at the bottom and then my favorite part is like directly after that Oh yeah, he says, "Oh, why should I care? It's all humbug." And he's dressed as like, um, he's dressed as Ebenezer Scrooge, and he mm-hmm. like, he was like a dustbuster. He like sucks up a little Jacob Marley ghost. <laughs> I think that's, that's like that's like a minute six. It's it's just it's just very very fun and like very silly. Like, I it's it's great. Oh, also, um, my like the highlight of like this whole thing to me is maggie in her little star onesie oh she looks so cute little baby maggie i love her oh and then like right after that like when grandpa knocks on the door because they're like because apparently they told him that like they would be away like they all like turn Mm -hmm. off the lights and like in like duck but like as they're doing that marge throws maggie like like off to the side and she like pops up over the couch so like i went like oh oh okay she's fine (laughs) and then (laughs) and then uh grandpa uh he like crawls into the the barrel and like has christmas with the uh the raccoons you know what i really like about this particular little sketch is the fact that i feel Um, like um, 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 not um, a lot um, of specials or movies when they when they cover christmas songs that are popular it's never something from the nutcracker no no yeah li- literally you know, never. It's, it's always like the christmas song or mm-hmm. like the 12 days of christmas like something very like generic but i feel like something from the nutcracker is is a little bit more like abstract in terms of like covers for a christmas song no, totally. And like you can use it more because it's not like as lyrical as some of the other ones. Like, oh, 12 days, 12 days of Christmas. Like, you know how that's going to go. And so they're like putting right. their own lyrics and their own spin over the Nutcracker because like it doesn't have anything else except the melody. 
Yeah, and I, I I just think that's really cool. So I, I love the way that the that the Simpsons use it. They have like so much stuff. Go check them out. Also, its counterpart, its dark counterpart, the Treehouse of Horrors for Halloween. Ooh, that's good. Oh one. yeah, oh yeah. Uh, Sam, what's your next one? My next one is one that I think I talked about either in the last episode or the one before, maybe the one uh, we wish you the merriest. Mm-hmm. But this one has Liz Gillies in it again. We're bringing it back to Liz Gillies because she's back. my favorite. Mm-hmm. Love so her. this is from the Victorious Christmas special. And the song is It's Not Christmas Without You. It was released mm-hmm. on December 3rd, 2011. Oh, my God. 2011. Yeah. I'm feeling feeling the aging. I know, I know. I can see it on your face. You're like in like disbelief where you're like, when did this, when did this come out? Oh my God. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I, say, I, uh, I didn't watch a ton of Victorious though. Was it, Victorious was, was Disney Channel? Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. Okay. Yeah, it was Nickelodeon. It was like, I like, I, I like it now. Um, Cause I can like, I, I can appreciate it more. But like, I think back then, like I always, I kind of felt a little bit like, obviously it was like a very cheesy like more cheesy teen to sort of like kids mm-hmm. show but it was like more focused on like the girls sometimes it was it was sort of the same thing with like uh i think it was zoe 101 like what is was that the yeah. other one that victoria justice was on yes yeah so even even though there was like guys on it like doing their own thing so like i thought in in my in my little boy middle school brain i was like what are these girls doing and i didn't watch it as much but like when it was on i'd be like (laughs) this is fine this is this is is cool whatever i loved it i thought it was so funny and i actually really like the music from the show like it's very good it does not need to go that hard but it does no, it's and especially but, this one. Like it's very like uh, be jaggy, uh, not jaggy, jazzy, and like the vocals that they do, mm-hmm. like Ari, Ariana and Liz and Victoria Justice. Like they're mm-hmm. they're, they're they're nuts. They're all crazy good. Yeah. But basically, the premise of the episode is that Andre, who's played by Leon Thomas the Third, he gets a bad grade on his song and songwriting class, mm. and simultaneously the friend group with all of them they do like a secret santa Mm -hmm. in one of their drama classes and like the loser has to go yodeling with psychowitz who's like the crazy drama teacher or whatever so tori has andre for secret santa and she's like the whole episode she's like i don't know what to get him like this is so hard blah 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 spoiler alert she decides to as his the secret santa gift get his grade changed from a d to an a and so she does this by roping in cat and jade and they perform the song for the school and the teacher and they convince him that it's actually a good song so it's sung by victoria justice of course and ariana grande liz gillies and leon thomas the third it was produced by backhouse mike and eric goldman and written by backhouse mike and eric goldman plus the creator of the show who i will not be naming because i despise him yes um you can do your own research if you want he's like so just call him we the do creator not, we do not talk about him exactly exactly yes so it's a great song some background about the writers except for the creator because i do not care about him okay backhouse mike <laughs> aka michael corcoran 
Corcoran? Cor- I'm butchering that. I'm sorry. Cor- Corcoran? I don't know. One of That's those. What, that was my first thought, too. Anyways, his first name is Michael. He has composed songs for Nickelodeon's Drake and Josh, iCarly, Victorious, The Troop, which I've never heard of. I don't know that one. Sam and Cat and Henry, Henry Danger. I do know Henry Danger. I do know Henry Danger as well. And then for Disney Channel, he's composed songs for Shake It Up and Live and Maddie. And for Netflix, The Mr. Peabody and Sherman Show, mm. as well as VH1's Hit the Floor. Wow. So, yeah, he is just all over the place, like all over the kids' networks for music. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah, definitely. Mike. And Mike Backhouse Mike. I know. What a fun name. I know. I wonder how he came up with it. I know. Cool nickname. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But so some of his, like, most popular songs that he's written is I Found a Way. I Found, I found a, way. a Way. Yeah. E- From Drake and Josh. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, look, Drake, Drake Bell did not write that, even though yeah. it was his song, quote unquote. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, big yawn. He also wrote Leave It All to Me, which is the theme song from iCarly, mm-hmm. and Freak the Freak Out, which is a popular one from Victorious, and songs from Henry Danger, just to name a few. All over the place. That is so cool. Yep. And fun fact, from around 2003 to early 2010, he was a member of Drake Bell's band. And the next one, like, shook me up. Because, like, Me what? too. This man is Liz Gilly's husband. That is right, folks. That's, okay, really? He is, he is 51. Okay. Liz is 30. Okay. The only thing that I think is weird is that I read online that they have been dating for like 12 years or something and they met on the set of Victorious, which at the time she would have been like 16 or 17 and he would have been like 30 something. close to 40. Yeah. Yeah. So it is kind of weird that they like met when he was when she was underage and now they're like married. But that's not what this episode is about. Yeah. We're, so we're talking about it's not Christmas without you. Yes. So I couldn't find any information about Eric Goldman, except for the fact that he also wrote a bunch of songs for Victorious. I think he's sort of like a friend of the creators. So that's why they sort of do a lot of the creator shows. Mm -hmm. So my favorite parts of this song, first of all, it's just a banger. It's so boppy. I just love it. It is. I love. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, like, I always love, like, the way that, like, Nick in, like, Disney shows, obviously, it's kind of, like, hammed up a little bit, where it's, like, the entire, like, middle of the, uh, of, like, or, like, the foyer of the school is, like, all Christmased up. Like, there's, like, spontaneous, like, Mm -hmm. the band is there. Everything's, like, all all done specifically for this. And... Mm -hmm. You know how have you ever have you ever seen like 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 the tropes of like how like early Nick and Disney Channel like stars like move and like how they're like crazy animated like it's <laughs> yeah. it's very it, it always like gets me it's like it's it's so fun and so funny mm-hmm. I like it oh my gosh yeah it's very like over the top yes but I mean that's like for a kids show that's perfect to you know, grabs kids' attention. Oh, no, totally. And kids have a short attention span, so yeah. I mean I still have a short attention span. No, I do too. Thanks, internet. I know, right? Ugh. <sighs> so rude. Yeah, I know. How dare it. 
But you guys probably know by now that I literally am obsessed with Ariana Grande. She is my queen. So I love like everything she does, but (laughs) specifically the part at two minutes and 20 seconds, at least when I listen to it on Spotify, I'm not sure if it's different in the YouTube clip. It is. It is. I was like trying to follow along because the YouTube clip goes to two minutes and 22 seconds. So I was like trying to like find a comparable point. So like it, like name what happens in it and then I'll try to like uh, find the point where it's like that also happens in the video. It's it's at the end of the song. Basically, Ari just does this run. She goes like, and it's really good. Is that is that after Leon joins in? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, I think in the video it's at like um like two minutes basically. Like after after Leon does his thing. Yeah, she is really good at that where she has like what would you call that? Like how she like belts like that? Yeah, I would say like it it'd be like a belt. Her belts are crazy and her runs are crazy we've talked about that before is that like her voice is just absolutely insane and it like especially shows like in victorious because it's basically like oh if you like ariana grande uh, unironically watch victorious because it's just more of her content right and she's so good in it yeah like her voice has like i mean i think her voice has like matured a lot but uh, definitely like in a positive way yeah but even as a teenager, she's so talented. It's like crazy. Seriously, seriously. Ugh. But also in that same sort of realm right before Leon's part, I think in Spotify, it's at a minute 54. So it's probably around like 20 seconds or so before two minutes because it's before Ari's part. So maybe like a minute 30. Yeah. Uh, Leon's part is at a minute 46 in the video. Okay. Mm-hmm. But his part is so good. He's also fantastic. We talked about him a little bit. I can't remember what episode it was, but he is a great producer. He does a lot of work for for Ari, and I think he's done stuff for a few other like popular artists that I can't remember. Maybe Drake was one of them. I'm not sure. But he's... Yeah, but he's so talented and his voice is so good. And in the show, I I think like, well, in the show, he was the one who like wrote the song. And I do think it's worth an A. So I'm glad they got it changed. Oh, yeah. See, who needs that teacher? Sam gave it an A. That's all that really matters. Yeah. I love Andre. He's my favorite character. Uh, I, I, I like Andre, too. Um, I would say, what, what's the what's the dude with the puppet? Robbie. Robbie. I don't like Robbie. No, I don't really like Robbie either. Sorry, Robbie. <laughs> You're like, this is my favorite character. And I'm like, oh, who's the kid with the puppet? I don't like him. Um, I hate that guy. I did like him in Big Bang Theory, which I watched all of it. Uh, that is, that's just me though, whatever. But um, yes, yeah, my favorite part in the song is sort of like when, uh, like in the beginning where Liz and Victoria Justice and Ari are like on stage. And I think... It's what is it? Um, it's at a, it's at like fifty five seconds where like Victoria Justice does like the thing to Liz Gillies and he like boops around the nose and uh, she like, mm-hmm. then she like goes to like bite her. I think it's like really fun and like charming. So cute. Also, yeah. Uh, never mind. I'm gonna I was gonna say something. It's fine. It's a great song. <laughs> Are you sure? No. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. I'm gonna embarrass myself. Why? Well, <laughs> no, because I was gonna say like where like Liz Gillies goes to like do that and i'm like wish it were me 
<laughs> honestly, same. Honestly, honestly, same. Honestly, same. Okay. Honestly, same. Yeah. No, that's not embarrassing. I I agree. I oh. love Liz Gillies. Okay. But yeah, Do that's a victorious it. one. Yes. And to follow up, not Christmas without you. Uh, I have. <laughs> it is the Christmas uh, medley from Pokemon. Um, specifically, I think they were in. The I think they were in the Johto region because that's when uh, it was uh, like Totodile was one of the starters. But uh, it was from uh, the Christmas Medley is a song from the Pokemon Christmas Bash CD uh, released in 2001, which was like 22 years ago. Damn. Which is horrible. Uh, it was performed by the cast of the Pokemon anime English dub. It contains Pokemon-themed versions of famous Christmas songs such, a, such as Jingle Bells and The 12 Days of Christmas. Out of the 27 different species of Pokemon mentioned in the song, 25 are Gen 1. Uh, only the last two, Meryl and Hoppip, are from Generation 2. Um, this is the song. Mm. This is It's the only song on the album to feature all five of the voice actors. And Aww. yeah, I used to have this on my iPod when I was a little kid and cause I was such a Pokemon kid and I am still a Pokemon adult. I just, I love Pokemon. I always have, I play, I've played all of the games, even shitty ones like Pokemon Troze and Pokemon Snap and Hey You Pikachu. I love that. Like, I think it was era like Ruby and Sapphire and then also Fire Red and Leaf Green that like I started in and I was so heavy into the Pokemon verse that like mm. I, I could name which one it was based on the sound that the Sprite made. Damn. Yeah. I was like in it, in it. Like, That's I, talent. Yeah, I guess so. It's pretty cringe, but it's, I, I remember most of the words just because it was like on my iPod, like, especially I think it's the part that Brock does where Fuck, how does it go? I'm looking it up right now. Like, I think I put the link down at the bottom where he's like, rapidashing through the snow with a horsey on our sleigh. Like, I love when it gets to that part. Just because it's like, it's so upbeat and it's so quick. I think it's fun. Just because it's like, if you love Pokemon, it's very silly. Like, you know, like Mm -hmm. the Jingle Bells and said, it's like, Pokeballs, Pokeballs, throw them all away. I like it. Yeah, this was the first time that I've listened to it. I was also a Pokemon kid, although I didn't watch the show. I did. My brother and I attempted to play the card game, but we could never figure it out. So we just collected them and never played. But I, yeah, but I did play the video games. I also had Ruby and I had Pearl for DS. Mm -hmm. And I currently have Pearl for Switch. Oh, is that the, that's the Shining Pearl? Yeah. That I th- that I know it, I know it's a remake, but I don't know if it's I'm just going to talk about Pokémon for a second because that's one of like my hyperfixations is that I cuz I know there was Pokémon Silver and Gold and then they made Soul Silver and Heart Gold, but they took place in a different era in the Pokémon verse. Like I think Soul Silver was in the past and Heart Gold mm. no, yeah, Heart Gold and Soul Silver were in the past. Because it has to do with like there's like the tower that Ho-Oh sits on and it burns down, and the three dog Pokemon Entei, Raikou, and Suicune are underneath. It's like a whole thing. I could talk about Pokemon for literally fucking hours. So like I don't know if Shining Pearl and Brilliant Diamond take place in like a different time period, but like they're so good. I've I mm-hmm. when I was a kid, um, 
my parents got them for me is that like I literally when when Diamond Pearl and Platinum came out, I got all three of them. Like the because oh that's so fun yeah because Diamond and Pearl have region exclusives and then I think Platinum which had Giratina had both and then I I had a, I had the original DS and oh yeah I had the original DS and then I got a DS Lite and then that allowed me to like trade between games which I thought was really cool and then I remember I was at my, mm. I was at my great grandmother's house. And my sister bumped into me getting into the van and I fucking dropped my DS and it broke the top screen. And I was <gasps> so, I was so pissed because I was like, and my mom, no, yeah, my mom like realized and she felt bad, but there's really nothing that she could do about it. And then I just used my original DS to play Game Boy games because you could, and it was just on the bottom. So that's, mm. that's, that's, that's Jonathan's little video game corner. I just, I love Pokemon. I love it. I love it. Yes. It's very, the sh- a Shining Pearl that I have for Switch is very, very nostalgic. Mm-hmm. So I, I enjoy it. I enjoy my little Pokemon. But I thought this song was so cute. Yeah. And I, I like how it's a medley because it gives it more like structure and life mm-hmm. and the transitions between the songs are so smooth that like for a minute, I almost didn't realize that we had transitioned into a different song of the medley. I know. And then I was like, wait a minute, I recognize this tune. And then I'm like, Oh, wait a minute. This is like jingle bells or whatever. Yeah. Oh my but gosh. It's so cute. And my favorite line is, Oh, Caterpie. The oh, Caterpie. You will become my butterfree. Oh yeah, oh yeah, because it's because it's Meowth. So he says, so he says, because uh, Meowth speaks in a little in a like a like a New York accent. So he because he goes, well, you's become my butterfree, and he's so cute. <laughs> I, I love it. Aww. Uh, featuring the vocal talent of Veronica Taylor as Ash, Eric Stewart as Brock and James, Rachel Lillis as Misty and Jesse. Uh, Maddie Blaustein as Meowth and Stan Hart as Professor Oak. Sam, what's your favorite Pokemon? If you have like a top one, two, or three, you can just do however many you just Pokemon that you love. Uh, Shinx, I've loved for a while. Shinx is cute, the little electric lion. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's so cute. And I always liked Squirtle. Yes, Squirtle. Uh, I think what is Squirtle is number. Four, I think, because because I think it goes Bulbasaur, Squirtle, and then Charmander in the Pokedex. I have no idea. This is just me just being insane. <laughs> um, my th- <laughs> all I know is that my starter Pokemon for Shining Pearl is oh I forget what his name is. Descri- He's Des- a monkey. Chimchar. Chimchar. Thank you. That was mine too. I have such a bias. Ah! I have such a bias towards towards fire Pokemon. Some of my favorite Pokemon is I love uh, Scizor. I love Arcanine, um, Dragonite, Camerupt, um, and to round it off with one more, I like Gliscor. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I only recognize about half of those, so shame on me. No, that is but- that is a that is a okay. I just just Jonathan fucking love Pokemon. That's Arcan- <laughs> Arcanine's my number one though. If I had to have a number one, it is the legendary dog himself. I amazing. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. One more thing. One more thing before we move on is that I have Pokemon in uh in like a Pokemon bank account, uh, which is like an app that I have literally had since the Game Boy games. 
that I have like traded up through the DS versions. Um, and I've taken this one Arcanine to the Elite Four like more than six times. Like he's like, oh. shoot. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm neurotic. It's fine. No, I love it. <laughs> what's what's your next what's your next song? My next one is from my favorite Christmas movie yes. of all time. Of all time? Yes. It is from the Muppet Christmas Carol. This song is One More Sleep Till Christmas, which is sung by Kermit the Frog, Kink. who plays frog. Bob Cratchit yes. in the film. Yes, and he has uh Tiny Tim, like the little the little baby frogs. He does. His nephew Robin plays Tiny Tim. Oh, that's adorable. Yeah. I love this song. Yeah. Tell me about the Muppets. So the Muppets Christmas Carol is the best Muppet film. I will die on this hill. It's, it's so also good. the best version of the Christmas Carol. It is really so good. It has Michael Caine in it. And he he really put his whole pussy into that. <laughs> he did. Why did you say it like that? Oh my god! You made me squeak, you funny. bitch! <laughs> <laughs> oh my he god! He did. It's true. He put his heart and soul Wait. into that character. <laughs> he really god. is. <laughs> keep, going, keep going. I'm just gonna laugh. Fine. <laughs> he really is. Michael Caine is is the best Scrooge. It's like it's like the Muppets looked at him and was like okay this is a children's film with puppets in it and he was like i'm gonna play scrooge so hard it was the same thing with tim curry in the um in the treasure island is was it treasure island yes yeah mm-hmm. like these dudes puppets, treasure island also another great uh, one amazing yeah like these dudes are just like hey do you want like do you want to be in the muppets and they're like this is going to be the most serious role in my career <laughs> i saw this meme the other day that was like michael kane played scrooge the way he did because he treats the puppets as actors and tim curry plays the pirate the way that he does because he is a muppet exactly like he he becomes one of them <laughs> that is that i love i love that which is and it is mm-hmm. completely true it is completely true um what who's your favorite muppets oh rizzo the rat is my favorite i muppet. love rizzo i rizzo he's so cute out of the main out of the main cast um i i really like gonzo uh mm. fozzy bear comes in a close second um do you have like a favorite like not like upfront sort of like side character muppet hmm i always liked oh i can't remember what his name is but he's a little bunny is he the one he... is he the one that scrooge like kicks yeah, he goes yeah. and he like sings and, and then he asks for like a a, a penny or whatever. I, but he has his own Oh, his name's Bean Bunny. Bean Bunny. He has his own film, mm-hmm. The Tale of the Bean Bunny Picnic. And it, I remember watching it as a kid and oh so, so cute so cute um i i don't know i don't know if it counts as because they're always portrayed together i like statler and waldorf mm-hmm. um, oh 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 and Aww. then and then sweetums you know sweetums the name sounds familiar yeah sweetums is like he's like the gigantic like monster one where he has like the two like the two teeth that like poke out below he has like the big fuzzy head yes yes yeah oh i like sweetums he's a he's he's a very he's a very cute character 
He scared me as a child. Uh, well, yeah, because that's that's the point. He's like gi- he's like a gigantic beast, but his name is Sweetums, and he has a heart of gold. Yeah. Also, this is. I mean, technically, she is a Muppet, but I also love. Um... Oh my god, I forget her name. Describe <gasps> describe her. She's big. She looks like a, a mammoth. She's from Sesame Street. Is it is it Big Birds? Snuffleupagus? Snuffleupagus. Thank you. Sam, Sam, right right now, look up Sesame Street early Snuffleupagus or early Snuffy. He looked terrifying. They really ironed out the design and made him very cute and cuddly because, like, I think in the universe... Um, oh Jesus! Yeah, exactly. Fucking, he's terrifying. He's it's like those early, <laughs> it's like those early Mickey Mouse m- Club masks where they you look terrifying. But like Big Bird is supposed to be like five years old, like four or five years old, and then Snuffy is his imaginary friend. But like the early Snuffy, where he looks extra saggy with like those like yellow eyes. Oh my God, they're like bulging too. I, I know. Like the Snuffy has like a disease. That's, he's like jaundice, Jesus. <laughs> jaundice Snuffy? <laughs> oh my God. That's like an alternate skin in a video game. Fucking Super Smash Brothers Brawl. <laughs> jaundice Snuffy. Oh, that's horrible. Oh my God. Oh God. Dude, let's get away from, yeah. let's get away from scary Snuffy. Tell me more about one more sleep till Christmas. So basically the part of the film that Kermit sings this song is like right after Scrooge gives them Christmas day off, Mm -hmm. which is like a rare occurrence. (gasps) So the rats and Kermit who all work in Ebenezer Scrooge's office, they're all excited. Mm -hmm. And by this point it's the 24th of Christmas. So there's only one more sleep till Christmas, hence the name. Mm -hmm. And so Kermit and the rats, they sing the little song because they're excited about the next day. And it's so cute. It's sung by Kermit, who at the time was voiced by Steve Whitmire, who's no longer the voice of Kermit, which is really sad. Mm -hmm. Um, The song was written by Paul Williams, who is an incredibly prolific singer-songwriter with credits with Daft Punk, The Muppets, Three Dog Night, and David Bowie, to name a few. Yeah, he's got a crazy roundup. He's written music for many TV shows and movies like Phantom of the Paradise and Plastic Bubble. And he is a part of the Songwriters Hall of Fame, which is really cool. Yeah, for a good reason. Yeah. Oh and the song gosh. is just really great. Again, oh it's another song that like I could throw it back to. And it really, does not one, have to more, go hard. one more sleep till Christmas. You're like, I'm breaking it down. <laughs> yes oh my god he's like one more sleep till christmas meanwhile sam is throwing it in a circle I'm like what <laughs> exactly dude all right sure <laughs> if that's your problem i'm feeling unhinged today a little bit i know i can feel it like i but this is i i you're my co-host i support you <laughs> i'm sorry jonathan no it's okay <laughs> I think it's because my cat woke me up at like six this morning. Oh, okay. But she did it in a really cute way. So it's fine. So I'm like extra tired and I've had two cups of tea and a coffee. Oh, right. Yeah. So you, you started out with a fucking, um, iced coffee right before we started. Yeah. So feeling a bit unhinged, but 
this whole song like the vibes are like so immaculate and like so sweet like it's like it's very it's very cute like kermit's like going home to like his family because he has a family like he has two Mm -hmm. he has two pig children and like a frog son or does he have two frog sons he has two frog sons is tiny tim one of them yeah tiny tim and peter and peter and that's right yeah it's it's so sweet I know it's so wholesome. Like he's so excited about the holiday. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of the song, I love when the strings and the horns come in. Again, these are all like this from Spotify that I was putting these times in. So in, on Spotify, if you listen to it from the soundtrack, it's at a minute and eighteen. The strings and the horn come in, and they're so beautiful. Like I would love to hear a live orchestration of this song because it's just so pretty that would be like amazing like, just like just just imagine the way that that would sound like the way that the the music would just sort of like sweep over everyone because i feel like you'd be able to appreciate like all of the different instruments like individually whereas like you know i i, I don't i don't know i would hope nothing would get washed out like during the recording of it but to, for a full orchestra i feel like that would like just take it up a notch like the way that this, mm-hmm. like with the song they would just be stellar exactly and i like how in this song and in the clip as well from the film there's mm. a lot of i think there's two or three instrumental parts where it's just the orchestra because mm. it, it like kermit and the other characters are like doing things in the scene yeah and there's one part at a minute 37 where the clarinet comes in and it sounds so cute mm-hmm. i love it Say, yeah, I, I also I think it's like right after that because I we, I know you love clarinet, um, but then like I also I think yeah, right after that the oboe and the French horn are like very because it's like very like soft and like it's to me uh, this song is like more dreamy than anything like it's very like agreed uh, like wistful like oh only one more sleep and then and everything mm-hmm. awesome oh, I agree oh and then uh, right at the end. Um, the harp and then the accordion or or squeeze box. I don't know what you wanna, how you wanna put it. it. It was like I didn't expect to like to hear to hear them, but like it's obviously it's like a very welcome addition to the song. Just because who 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 wrote this? Paul Williams. Man, mm-hmm. there is a reason why he is in the Songwriter Hall of Fame. It is it is just so nice. Agreed. I, I got sugar plums and gingerbread men dancing in my head because of one more sleep till Christmas. It just it just sweeps me away. I'm like, oh, Santa's coming. Too. Santa's coming tonight. Tonight. Yeah, Santa's <laughs> coming, coming tonight. tonight. Oh, didn't you? Didn't you and your brother do that? Yeah, we used to sing that every year the night before Christmas. We'd go, oh, Santa's coming tonight. Tonight, Santa's coming tonight. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh man, very silly. Um, and, yeah. and I specifically wanted to uh, wrap up this episode with the last one that I have here because of the reviews that I saw that this movie had. And it is the movie uh, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer from 2000, which is 23 years ago. Um, Jeez. Yes. So the so the special was first released on home video 
in, on October 31st and then aired on the WB Network on December 21st of 2000. Uh, the title and story are based on the 1979 novelty song of the same name. What happens in the song? Grandma got run over by reindeer walking home from our Looking house Christmas, from our Eve. House Christmas Eve. You can say there's no such thing as Santa. Yeah, so essentially the the... Like on the way home, grandma's like she had a few too many eggnogs and she gets run over by Santa. Um, and I'm pretty sure for the movie, she like disappears and no one knows where she is. So the only other people is there's like there's the kid, uh, Jake, the, the kid, the kid is Jake. There's grandpa. There's his cousin, Mel, who sucks. Um, there's his parents. And then there's Santa Claus. And so the movie is written by Jim Fisher and James Stahl. And I'm pretty sure, I think it's James, it's, it's one of them who voices Santa Claus. Hmm. Almo Stropenshire narrates this animated interpretation of the offbeat Yule tune as Jake Spankenheimer tries to find his grandma, who has contracted amnesia, uh, and save her Christmas shop. It's in danger of being sold by his greedy cousin, Mel. Uh, grandma is missing and Santa has to testify in court. Ooh. Yeah, they're like, what happened to grandma, Santa? Did you kill her? You ran her over? And yeah, and Santa literally- How dare you? Yeah, he like appears before the Supreme Court. It's fucking insane because everyone's like, Santa's made up. And they're like, no, he's right there. <laughs> uh, so I was reading some Google reviews for this movie and this first one is absolutely unhinged. Uh, spoiler warning- uh, this review is by Christian Douglas. It's five stars. Someone said, he said, I was completely and utterly at the edge of my seat, clinging for dear life. Once Santa was testifying in court, my heart ripped out of my chest and dropped through the floorboards of my three-story apartment building as grandma TM swiftly shut, <laughs> swiftly shut open the doors to reveal the fact that she was actually alive the whole time. I screamed, I cried, I shouted at my flat screen TV at five in the morning when I heard the spine chilling realistic bone pop of grandma TM's ankles being shattered to bits by some idiotic reindeer just for some fruitcake. I clapped until my hands turned blood red once grandma TM's case was sought to the truth and finally Santa was proven not guilty, period. That whole part was one sentence. Moving on. <laughs> Uh, 1,000.999 out of 10. This movie is not for the faint of heart. Way more dramatic and historically accurate than The Lighthouse or Mamma Mia or Endgame. To Kill a Mockingbird could never. This movie changed my life. Catherine called me back, and ever since then, we've been married for 186 years. This movie is heart-wrenching <laughs> and more gruesome compared to Daredevil or Pulp Fiction. You thought it was badass when Snake Pickleson said, call me Pickleson, did you? More like, call me Grandma TM. I almost died watching this film. I had to pause it for a solid 48 hours before continuing this masterpiece. Scott McNeil's role as Wolverine X-Men Evolution was nothing compared to this voice performance in this great triumph. The animating was captivating, pragmatic, and down-to-earth realistic, enough to see goosebumps on Jake. The, the, the kid the dripping waterfalls of sweat on santa's skin and the stretch marks on cousin mel fuck <laughs> <Electric laughs> phil roman really outdone himself with this one although his power might just be too strong you have been warned when slime said he was slime i pissed my pants 
Wow, that's a <laughs> that's quite the Google review. Oh no! Why is it so long? <laughs> oh my god! This one's this next one's far shorter. Holy shit! That was really hard to get through. This next one's by Caden Bol- Bolton. Five stars. First Santa had an affair with my mother, and now he hasn't testified in court against first degree murder. <laughs> <laughs> this next one is very is actually good. Uh, it's by Eduardo Mar- Marin. One star. Bad qualities. The animation's poor and cheap. Overused holiday cliches. Laughably bad names such as Spankenheimer and Cityville. Tons of awkward moments. Cliched and dumb characters. <laughs> The transitions to the songs are hilariously bad, like how Cousin Mel and Grandpa are talking about singing the con- signing the contract, and out of literally nowhere, Grandpa starts singing. No one other than Jake, especially Grandpa, shows concern that Grandpa's gra- that Grandma's missing. And then, yeah, when Jake is telling everybody about Grandma's sleigh accident with Santa, he mentions that Rudolph was right near Grandma as she was walking, even though Rudolph wasn't seen in any of the reindeer parts of the film. Good qualities. The voice acting is passable. While Cousin Mel is unlikable, she's somewhat memorable. That's it. Those are the only good qualities. Yeah, you know, I do agree. Yeah. I did not like this song as a child because i no because it's not good and um i always thought that grandma died and so that made me sad and i remember watching the movie quite a few times on cartoon network when they would show reruns of it yeah and i never liked the movie either I kind of agree with Eduardo. Yeah, Eduardo. See, like the other two are very unhinged, but then I found this one by Eduardo. It was the only one star review. And I was like, this is very valid. Okay, I need to include this. Yeah. But like the song, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer, like some of the lyrics is like, she's been drinking too much eggnog and we begged her not to go. She forgot to take her medication and staggered out the door into the snow. Like she had hoof prints on her forehead and incriminating claw marks on her back. You're like, yeah, like the song is literally like grandma's fucking dead. And then yeah. we've, we're, we're also proud of grandpa. He's been taking this so well. And you're like, oh, good for grandpa. Seen him in there watching football, drinking beer and playing cards with cousin Mel. And you're like, is, does grandpa care? Oh my God. Yeah. So like the song hot take i think grandpa killed grandma Grandpa fucking killed grandma i think i think grandma grandpa committed homicide first degree murder and then covered it up by taking something that's similar to a hoof mark and like stomping on it and being like ah santa did it and then he got lucky when when he found out that santa was real i'm pretty oh hold on hold on i'm looking at the lyrics of this song right now i think grandma's dead yeah, no, I think so too, which is why I never liked the song as a kid, because I was terrified of it, because yeah. it was also so sad. No, check this out. Like After it says drinking beer with Cousin Mel, it literally says it's not, the, it's not Christmas without Grandma. All the family's dressed in black, and we just can't help but wonder, should we open up her gifts or send them back? Yeah. Grandma's dead. Yeah. Grandma's <laughs> dead. This song is dark. Oh my god! <laughs> no, so in the movie, she lives, and then... Santa is exonerated and gets to leave, but like, damn, dude. Yeah. 
No, in the song, it's like she dies, and in the film, she's like missing, and it's wacky. No, yeah, yeah, super. Wa- Watch the movie though. I, I, it's very cheesy and corny, and I still like it because I mean, I don't know if it's like nostalgia. I just okay. I watch bad movies because they're bad. Like I have a set of three DVDs that are called, uh, one of them is Chop Kick Panda, which is, is supposed to be Kung Fu Panda. I have one, it's it's all in the same. It's uh, another one's called Tappy Toes. Um, it's about tap dancing penguins. It's supposed to be Happy Feet. Happy Feet. And then I have one called Ratatouille, which is supposed to be Ratatouille. <laughs> No, it's they're so fucking terrible. They're like not good. And so yeah, Ratatouille, I think it starts out as like rats in a restaurant, but then it turns into like a spy movie for some reason. Oh, weird. Yeah, okay. I love watching bad movies. Like they're so bad, they're laughable. Like I I love that. So that's just me. And that is basically like what this movie is is like if you don't take it seriously it is an absolute riot so like this movie is like on the same level as like scary godmother if you've ever seen i i wouldn't that is that is a very bold claim sam i don't think i would say that really can continue because i am very i'm no one can see it but i'm squinting very heavily at you you're very sus right now because I feel like, well, obviously the Choose animation your next is quite... words very carefully, Samantha. <laughs> Do not disparage Scary Godmother. No, okay, listen. I did not like Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer as a child, but I loved Scary Godmother. Okay. So Scary Godmother has my heart. But I recently Listening. watched it this past Halloween, and I realized that it's like awful. Yeah. It's awful, but it's still nostalgic. But I, I, I feel like they have obviously the animation is very different from each other. Yeah. Like Scary Godmother is like 3D. borderline uncanny valley. Yeah. But I feel like they're they're sort of like the same kind of realm where it's like they're a terrible movie, but they're so nostalgic that you can like watch it and cringe, but in like a happy way. I would yeah. I don't know about okay. This is my true sense. A scary Godmother is very sweet and endearing, even though there are some parts of it that are cringy. Like this movie, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer, is just very like, what is going on here? <laughs> what is happening? Why is Santa? <laughs> okay, why, why is Santa appearing in front of a judge? I guess maybe looking at them both in retrospect of them being horrible, I feel like they're a little bit similar. Yeah, no, no. I, I, I definitely see what you mean. I definitely see what you mean. Yeah, though. but I, I totally see what you mean, too. It's like yeah. Scary Godmother is sweet and she's helping, you know, Hannah yeah. enjoy the monsters and stuff like that. And we're trying to prevent Santa Claus from getting 25 to life in, like, right. in Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. And the grandpa is definitely an alcoholic that probably murdered his wife. He did. He, uh, yeah. To be fair, in the movie, he's much sweeter. He kind of looks like that's good. He, he kind of looks like Geppetto from like uh, from like Pinocchio, a little bit. Oh, yeah, or like the white hair and the mustache. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, but yeah, it's th- this movie's interesting, and so is the song. Um, but I think that's all of the movies for us and like all of the I think so. songs and specials. Yeah. Chris and Melody, Chanaka, Heat Miser, Snow Miser. Yeah, that is, that is going to be all. We went on a little bit of a, of a journey for this one. 
We did. Oh, yeah. But these are all specials and stuff that, that we think that you should check out. Yes, we do. Yeah. Um, so that is going to be it for us. Sam, where can you find us? You can find us on Instagram at Beso Profundo Podcast. Also on Twitter. I'm just going to call it Twitter. Uh, or X under Beso Profundo underscore. Um, and then also on our website. Yes, BasoProfundoPodcast.com. Even if you don't have Spotify, Apple Music, any of these other streaming platforms, you can listen to our podcast directly from the website. Best thing that you can do is rate us five stars on any and all, preferably, of those platforms and recommend us to your friends. Yeah. yeah. And uh, message us. Oh, Sam dropped out. Yeah, you can also message us on the uh, on, on our email, which I'm pretty sure is basioprofundopodcast at gmail.com. If you have any other like questions, comments, things you found fun or interesting or anything like that, definitely send it to us uh, and we'll we'll check it out. We'll read it and possibly even mention it in the next episode. Um, Sam accidentally dropped out of the podcastle recording. So I guess I'm just going to do this next part by yourself. So we will see you in the next one. Merry Christmas. And, uh, maybe we'll see you for the new year. We're not sure. We're still, we're still debating whether or not we're going to be around or we're going to take a week off just to, you know, recoup and spend time with our families and everything like that. So, uh, we hope that you enjoyed this episode just as much as we did. And Merry Christmas.